Welcome back to another episode of the Resort Areas Radio Podcast. In this edition, Greg and I will review all the latest Disney news and rumors covering each corner of the property, going some new additions to the dining scene at Disney Springs, discuss the new after-hours ticket event at the Magic Kingdom, and of course, preview what's to come and pay tribute to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Happy birthday. On this Earth Day, April 22nd, 2016, get your ears on this edition of Resort Ears Radio starts now. You're tuned into Resort Ears Radio. Uh, I'm Mike. Greg's over there. What's going on, buddy? Hello, Michael. Happy birthday to you, sir. <laughs> it is a Friday night on April 22nd, 2016. Hopefully, you can hear my voice a little bit clearly now since we uh, I got a new microphone upgrade. If you're joining us on uh, Periscope, how you doing? Uh, Greg, make sure if you have a chance, you can keep tweeting out over and over again that we're on Periscope and see if we can actually get some people to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, it is not only is it Earth Day, but it is also a happy birthday to our one and only Disney Animal Kingdom. Absolutely. And Jumbo, everyone who, Safari Mike on there it's is, uh, Safari Mike, yeah, yeah, yeah. I texted him this morning, or sorry, not texted him, tweeted him this morning, I said, you don't have the day off, and he says, no, unfortunately I have to work, and I said, how dare they take away the day of your lineage? This <laughs> national I mean, he was holiday. born out of Animal Kingdom. Right. But it is good to be on tonight, Greg. It's a uh, free-form Friday, so to speak. It is just unedited, unfiltered, all fun. Make sure you give us a call. Uh, if you're hearing this in the podcast, not the Periscope, you can still give us a call at our number, Greg, which is? 407-545-6118. Florida area code 407-545-6118. And you can also send us a tweet anytime, and that is? At Resort Ears on the Twitter. And you can also find us uh, resortiers at gmail.com if you want to send an email as well. Mike, figured we start kind of off uh, speaking of Animal Kingdom. This little tidbit in the Disney history to kind of kick us off and get us in the, in the right mind frame. So without ado, here it goes. ambitious theme park that we have ever built with these words from the chairman groundbreaking was begun recently on disney's 500 acre animal kingdom set to open in orlando in the spring of 1998 with the towering 14-story tree of life as its centerpiece the new park is seen as a celebration of animal life on earth and a reminder of the care that must be taken to conserve their original habitats among the many environmental organizations that have contributed to the park's design is Conservation International, a group dedicated to conserving the Earth's living natural heritage. Our mission is very, very simple. It's to preserve the Earth's biological diversity and to demonstrate that human society and nature can live harmoniously. In order to be successful in our conservation objectives, 
we very much believe that we have to get the word out to the broadest possible public. Helping deliver that message is Harrison Ford. We hear every day about the increasing pressure on our <laughs> So Harrison Ford on this Dateline Disney helped to kick off Animal Kingdom. Of course, you heard uh, the, the great uh, CEO, Michael Eisner, talk about uh, what well, they were going to launch in 1998. And, of course, that was August 22nd, 1998, for uh, Disney Animal Kingdom. That's uh, when Disney was actually building theme parks in a relatively short time. <laughs> and, not, uh, and not parking garages or restaurants in uh, five years' time. So. Pretty much, Lee. So, happy birthday to Disney Animal Kingdom. Another year in the books. We will get back to Disney Animal Kingdom a little bit later because there's a lot to talk about in Disney Animal Kingdom. Uh, so, before we move on to the Disney Did You Know, make sure to check us out on Redbubble for all your Resort Ears Radio t-shirts, mugs, and phone cases. Redbubble.com. Search Resort Ears. Uh, we like, if you have a buy a shirt from us, make sure you take a picture of it in the park. We want to see it. We want to post it. Definitely. Get your social. Um, there's something else I was going to say, but I just don't remember what it is. Uh, oh, you know what? I already said this too. Today, Joe Rody, we, we tweeted this too uh, earlier this afternoon. Joe Rody of uh, Walt Disney Imagineering was signing autographs, taking photos, what have you, with fans at Disney Animal Kingdom from uh, like 1 to 2 for an hour today. Pretty cool, I thought. He's actually known to do that. I was I was following on like um, Twitter and such. I unfortunately I've never gotten to meet the guy, but apparently yeah. like he will stay a little bit longer not only for autographs, but he'll actually stay afterwards and like just talk to people for about an hour. Like he's not afraid to go out and do that, which is right. which is cool because it's really cool. Yeah. Outside of the Disney fandom and the fans, probably don't really know much about who Joe Rody is. Just the name, but. For people like us, like that's a pretty big deal. That not only is he in the parks, but he's taking extra time to talk to, to people. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, I mean, it's not every day you get to meet an Imagineer, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, especially one who has, you know, himself helped to to build uh, what we know now is a Disney, one of Disney's uh, premier. You know, one uh, four uh, premier theme parks in, in Florida. In Kingdom, yeah, so. absolutely. Kind of cool. All right. If you hear the rain in the background, the door is closed. Unfortunately, we're going to get some pouring rain here where I am in this part of the state. Uh, Greg had it before. Uh, so if you hear some thunder or whatever like that, sorry about that. Um, anyhow, uh, it is time for Disney Did You Know with Greg. Disney, did you know that in uh, the 1984 Action Adventure TV uh, show starring Hulk Hogan, Thunder in Paradise was produced at the then Disney's MGM Studios with the Grand Floridian Resort used as the primary filming location. Uh, other filming locations included the Disney's old Key West Resort, which was, uh, of course, the first DVC resort on property, the Fort Wilderness Campground, and also... Uh, future World, and then what was Epcot Center. Thunder in Paradise followed the adventures of two ex-Navy SEALs fighting crime off the Gulf Coast of Florida. And uh, before we get back to that, Mike, here's the intro. 
the Thunder and Paradise. song 1994 and I urge everyone go on YouTube type in Thunder in Paradise and you'll you did watch the intros to this uh, this show they had uh, shots in the intros even of the Grand Floridian which they tried to pass off as some sort of resort on apparently in like in like Clearwater or something uh, on the Gulf Coast and, and uh, these two guys fought crime as like ex-Navy SEALs on this like ridiculous speedboat that was bulletproof and stealth and you know you know I, so there, I and there's actually shots of the uh, Polynesian too you can see even in the intro I'm watching it now as I, I muted it but there's shots of the, the Poly behind Hulk Hogan in the intro so just, it's, it's classic it's a it's one of those other pieces of like Disney history that I, like cinematic history that you love to see Produced at MGM Studio. Uh, great. So, check it out. Thunder and Paradise. You know, I wonder if he played that intro music uh, after he won his porno case. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Did you but, hear about that one? No, I absolutely did hear about that one. And to be honest with you, this no, is no, what, no, 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 no. I'll keep it clean. I'll keep it clean. Because it's, it's Florida news, so we have to. I want to kind of put out there as entertainment no, as Hulk Hogan is. But Do you remember? Uh, let, let, me, let me frame it. For you real quick do you remember Bubba the Love Sponge yeah okay so apparently and this is true um, I'm not saying if I've seen it or not but apparently whatever relationship Bubba and his wife had Hulk Hogan was able to <clears throat> with <clears throat> so there was a tape made and somebody published it and he went on there to basically I forgot how the case was I don't want to mix words but basically he won the case of saying that he, um, like, it wasn't, like, it, I don't know, he sued for a whole bunch of money because, it, like, it wasn't, like, legit to his character or something like that. Yeah, ba basically, Bubba there and his wife went on a, you know, plan to extort Terry Bolia, who is Hulk Hogan, uh, and, and basically were like, you know, I guess knew that that Hulk had a thing for his wife and, and for a long time, and uh, the two were having issues or something like that. And were like the the uh, Bubba there was basically like, "Listen, this will be our meal ticket." And like, there's on tape they actually had uh, who was it? Uh, uh, who the heck was the website he sued? Uh, Gawker was it? Dr. Yeah, that's it actually had on tape uh, Bubba saying like listen like this will you know this will take care of us for life like we want to retire this will be our ticket to that so you know we can sell this this tape whatever and the wife 
whatever her name was, went along with it and was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> did what she did with Hulk. Under, you know, under uh, the aspects of him and her and Bubba had kind of like split up, whatever. Came on to Hulk. Hulk didn't know, but there was a video set up, video camera set up, taped the whole deal. So, bad deal, but uh, uh, Hulk got a ton of money out of this. And apparently he, his financial state wasn't the best. Uh, you know, it's been a while since he had a lot, he had a bunch of issues. Like if you, if you, if you read back last, you know, five, ten years, he's had a lot of different problems with, uh, kind of his persona and things he said and, you know, WWE sort of cut ties with him, uh, because of some, some, uh, issues with things he said, uh, you know, it is over his career. So he was kind of hurt for money, I think, and this actually kind of was a godsend for him. Um, you know, tarnished it, his image, absolutely, but uh, he'll be pretty sad with that $125 million or whatever it was that uh, is going to come his way. So pretty interesting, uh, interesting case. No, it, it definitely is. And our old friend Jenna just came on and just watched us on uh, Periscope. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, pretty much. They were talking uh, Disney and a little bit of porn. You hey. missed it. All about how <laughs> porn on. Hey, hey, Jenna! C- uh, congratulations, by the way, on your uh, engagement. By the way, I we saw we saw that on, on uh, Twitter. So, salute. She said thank you. <laughs> and, and yes, um, I'm sure you are. There are there is such thing as Disney porn, so that's that's for a different day. That is not at all what the show is about, though. <laughs> but if it gets us more people, I mean, I guess it could be, but no, maybe oh not. Oh god. Um. <laughs> anywho, all right, you ready to get to the news? Let's do it. Yeah, of course. That's the only reason why Jenna's here for Disney porn. All right, well we got some more Bow Chicka Wow Wow coming on. Anyhow, um. All right, so let's get this Jorge moving. This is ridiculous. All right. <laughs> Off the rails. All listeners, I'm sorry for the here on end, but uh, right now, 70 degrees and cloudy in Lake Buena Vista, Florida. As we get things started, the Walt Disney World Resort. It's boring here. It's boring here in Connecticut, but we're going to start at the Magic Kingdom, where Cinderella's Castle uh, stage is undergoing some construction. For a new show, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair, and uh, it's been it walls are up in front of the castle, uh, and there's you know just as we thought we were cleared of construction in the hub area after the plaza was built out, the new turrets were built out. Think again, the stage got demolished, and they're building a new stage in its place. Uh, my thing with this new show is like you know I'm happy I'm happy like on one hand. It's great we're getting a new show for uh, for the castle. That's fine. If you look at the artwork that Disney's provided, the renderings, the stage looks exactly the same as it was. I mean, it even has the same the lift. Everything is the same. So I'm just not really sure what they're doing. And I mean, you know, maybe it's something crazy or special effects or, you know, uh, crazy lifts or who knows, but... Uh, to me, it looked it looked pretty 
similar to what they have now for the Mickey's, uh, whatever the heck the show is now. I, I slipped my mind, but uh, the show in front of the castle right now. So, it, unfortunate for pictures and for folks visiting the kingdom for the next few, uh, you know, few months now. It's supposed to be during the summer here that this happens. Uh, that walls will be up in front of the castle, blocking the stage area as they do some work over there. But uh, we'll see what happens. Great, this new show coming. Sucks that there's, there's walls, but I guess this is what uh, the cross we have to wear. What I understand, what I don't understand, is why they need to build a new stage. That's like, what I'm saying. I don't, I don't get stage it. Stage is like, fine. Just all you have to do is just reconfigure it and do the. I, I feel like it's just going to be the same act over and over again. It's the same like, act. I don't understand right, it. Right, right. But I guess maybe that's, you know, why they're charging us out the nose. They can do these little things instead of fix the bathrooms. But, yeah, you know, Frontierland bathroom, don't go there unless you want some uh, weird diseases. <laughs> what? Frontier bathrooms are horrible, man. <sighs> I, I, if you just Google Disneyland, like, Disney, excuse me, Disney World worst bathrooms, Frontierland, the one in Frontierland is just always on there. Yeah. It, it just looks like a, just a, a trash pit of just feces and piss. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's, it's the small, like, if you're going to go ahead and charge us for all these different things, could you at least just have the gall to just fix the bathrooms? Now, if you want to go ahead and just, Spend a million dollars on some buttons to go on the you know monorail conductor shirt. Can you please just get the toilet paper out of the stall number two so I can take a crap? I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> this show is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, we're moving right along. Check this out. This is just, this one just came out too. This is like a brand new story, like in the last day or two. Uh, Disney's going to raise their prices at quick service locations for fountain bottled drinks across property. Uh, regular fountain drinks, they were two ninety nine for every fountain drink for Coca-Cola products across property. They're going to go to three twenty nine now. Uh, a large fountain drink is going to go from three twenty nine to three sixty nine. Uh, apple juice for the kids two seventy nine to two twenty nine. Orange juice from three ninety nine to four twenty nine. Chocolate milk from one ninety nine to two sixty nine. Uh, a low fat milk from one ninety nine to two sixty nine. And Dasani bottled water. From two seventy five to three bucks. Coffee, hot tea, hot chocolate prices all did not change. Those are all staying the same. But three bucks for a bottle of water on property now. That's across every single uh, uh, quick service location across property. So kind of yeah, Jen. Three dollars for for water, pretty much. Like. Kind of crazy. Three bucks, but uh, not a crazy change. You know, twenty five cents, but still. It increased that I thought we would uh, we would let everyone know about at least. And yet again, I walked through the waters of piss in the frontier bathroom. Anyhow, um, <laughs> honestly, three dollars for this is this is what I feel is going to happen next. Are you ready? Everybody that's living on on Periscope, you, you write this down. This is what Mike says is going to happen. They're going to take your magic bands, and they're going to start counting your footsteps. And for every tenth footstep you take, they charge you ten cents. So you literally will be charged for every time that you walk around the park. 
I well, see it happening. Think about it now. You're, and an air tax. An air tax. You're being charged for going in early, staying well, late. You know, what I mean, like, when, when is it going to stop? I mean, what? You know, it. At the end of the day, and you know, off to credit, Pete Warner, who we listen to all the time, wdwinfo.com from the Diz, says it the best, and 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 he's right. Disney is a business. We're in a capitalist society that companies are out to make money. They're making money for their stockholders, to make whoever it is, for the shareholders, uh, for the corporation. Disney's a company. A corporation in this country who has shareholders they have to listen to and, and answer to. They need to make money. Uh, Walt Disney World is, is a money-making machine. I mean, it is. You know, and it, you're getting Shanghai Disneyland off the ground, and there's going to be issues there, whatever. I mean, it went over budget, of course. But uh, they're going to take the cash where they can. And you can't blame them for that. It sucks for fans, you know, like you and I, who are obviously on budgets and can't be there all the time, wanting it down to Walt Disney World and want to experience stuff. But at the end of the day, it's, uh, he's, you know, Pete's right. It's a company making money, and they have the, all the right to. Uh, and this is just another example of that, you know, the, uh, the uh, all the other problems. And Mike, you know, you and I have talked earlier talking about the the uh, after hours ticket event uh, at Magic Kingdom, which, you know, they've said it's supposed to be in the range of five to 6,000 folks a night, which at the Magic Kingdom, when, uh, a park that can hold, you know, 60, 70, maybe even 80,000 people at its peak uh, a day to hold only five or 6,000. It's pretty crazy. Uh, and uh, it's a cool event, you know, for whatever the price it was, 169 bucks or something like that, or 59 or yeah, something like that. Yeah, pretty uh, much. It's a lot of money, One but second attack. at the same time, you know, you have the park to yourself for... Was it seven, seven to eleven or something like that, or is it? Yeah, and from the, the <coughs> tweets and, and the periscopes that I've been watching, that everybody's been watching, like they they pretty much the are. You pretty much are getting the park not to yourself, but it's less crowds. People have said they've had walk-ons at like Space Mountain, you know, the huge headliner attractions. Now, not every attraction and every restaurant and every uh, you know, everything shop whatever is open. In fact, most aren't, but it just the fact that you could be one of a few to be in the Magic Kingdom at a given point and have access to these rides, you go on and on again. Uh, it's pretty cool. You know, <laughs> mm, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know where to go with this. I, it's cool that you can do that. I mean, obviously, next probably on their docket is to charge extra park hours in the morning. Absolutely. Um, and of, of something that they've been saying, and my problem with all this, and with the rumor that there's resort fees coming and all this stuff, is that this is all things, extra magic hours, all the stuff related to the resorts, the, you know, the magic bands, the magical express, all this stuff, is the things that Disney, Walt Disney World in particular, has relied on and, and hung its hat on for the better part of a decade. When it's come to marketing its resort to folks, especially families, extra magic hours. You can get in before the crowds or get or stay late after the crowds leave. You can have magic bands. You can 
make your fast passes, you know, earlier than everyone else coming to the resort. Yeah, uh, we'll pick you up from the airport and bring your luggage magically to your room. Now you're paying for Wi-Fi in the resort. Now you're paying for all this stuff. You're paying fifteen bucks a day for all this. So that's my problem with it. And I know there's a lot of folks in the uh, in the sort of theme park community and Disney community that uh, uh, are okay with a fifteen dollar charge. Uh, to be honest, like this is what Disney has hung its hat on for the last decade. <laughs> Is this is, really is what, what they want to charge for fifteen bucks? Yes, Chad. Disney has Wi-Fi. Outbeat, made very slow. They have Wi-Fi. Exactly. It's not great, but they have it. You can't find fifty percent of the park, and that's part yeah. of the problem. But uh, but anyway, getting back on on the subject, you know, it, it's a real it's a real issue. Going to add on the fact that this after hours thing. I think it's in the right place. It was it was done with the right. Uh, goal in mind uh, sounds pretty cool it's a lot of money it's a big it's a big ticket item uh, and we'll see how it goes I don't think it's something that's gonna it, it may be something that doesn't last for a long long time for years on end and that's okay I think that's okay I think people need to kind of try it see how it works and Disney needs to see how it works you know they don't know either so so we'll see what's your take Mike What's my take? Well, all right. So honestly, all in all, it's going to be a moot point because no one's going to stop going. So therefore, Disney's not going to stop the flood of money. Right. Yeah, that's true. To be honest with you, um, I just <laughs> like Jenna said, she didn't have any Wi-Fi whatsoever. That's ridiculous. If you're going to charge an extra resort fee, yeah. I mean, the hotel. I work in a very large worldwide hotel chain. I just don't want to go into who I work for, but. If our internet wasn't working, guess what? We're giving our guests a free night stay. It's part of the, the promise. And all the big hotel chains do it, too. Look, honestly, a lot has to do with Shanghai and all the other projects. There's a lot of money going out. they got to recoup it. And, and I had another thing I was going to say, too, and I completely lost it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Okay, sorry. It's been a long work week. Um... Wow, I was gonna talk. Shit, I was talking about the. I mean, crap. I was talking about the. Uh, whatever. This is the new kind of format for the podcast. This is why people listen. It's We're okay. two Disney free, fan free. commentaries who it's get free free. get drunk and talk about whatever we want. Like I'm drinking. I'm drinking straight rum like right that. now. It's Flea Fro Friday. It, it is. It is. We have a very serious thing that we're talking about. We just don't do it seriously. Uh, whatever. Let's move on. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we better hurry up because you're looking like you're 18 sheets to the wind right now. And once you start getting nah, it's no uh, untalkable, it's just me yabbering. Real quick, before we move on, I want to just quickly just mention uh, Florida sports. Oh, yeah, sorry, wait a minute. No, time out, time out. I, I, I'm sorry, I just had to remember it. Go. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm like running out of memory. Oh, back to the magic hours. Yeah. Crowds. Yeah. It's it's gotten that bad that they have to make extra hours. But Disney know it's gotten that bad, and they can make a buck off it. Absolutely. It's becoming that way. And I know they're a company and all this other yeah, stuff. Absolutely. They're not stupid. But, I mean, that's it's. A, I mean, they wouldn't have to have these extra magic hour, extra extra magic hours, after hours, or they're calling it. 
if there wasn't the crowds, like the the crowds are endemic to the situation they've created. Part part of it, honestly, I think, dude, is the fact that you have, and I'll and I'll use myself as the perfect example. I'm going down to the Disney World in two weeks. One of the days we're gone, we have a park hopper. During that park hopper, we're going to Animal Kingdom in the morning. In the afternoon, we're going to back to Magic Kingdom. Now we've at that point in our trip, we've already done a full day at Magic Kingdom, a full day. But for us to go to Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom is a waste of money. It's a waste of the ticket. So we said, let's forget going to Hollywood Studios completely. And go back to Magic Kingdom. I'm going for three days in the parks. I mean, it, it's there's a lot of families who are choosing, and, and folks who are choosing, not to go to Animal Kingdom or sorry, Hollywood Studios because it's not worth it. I mean, it's there's walls up everywhere. There's shows closing down. There's nothing new opening. The fact that Disney's charging the price points they're charging for full day tickets to Hollywood Studios right now. It's more of a crime than anything else. I mean, that's that's really where the crime comes into it. And there's people still going. I mean, people aren't stopping going there. And I know there's people who are in park, park hoppers or whatever. But you're going to ride Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, great movie ride, maybe see Indiana Jones. That's it. Hey. Oh, and Toy Story Midway Mania. Those five attractions is why you're going to Hollywood Studios. You can't even go to the, the Battle Tour's gone. Lights Motors Action's gone. New York Street and, you know, all that stuff's gone. Streets of, Streets of America. Uh, I mean, the problem is just they, they just they can't shut down the park because of money. That's right. the problem. But they haven't. But, but they need to. To, to. Your, and I, to your point, Mike. You know, when it comes to money grabbing, they also haven't said, listen, we're going to give you an $85 ticket price point for a full day ticket to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Or, or a $75 price point for, you know, this time period until we have stuff up and running again. They haven't done that. And, and wouldn't it make sense for the Disney company to say, listen, let's be realistic and realize that we closed down two quarters of our park, half our park, it's, it's pretty shuttered, and we have nothing to replace it right now, nothing that you can access anyway. Let's cut Let's cut our prices for our full-day ticket in half, uh, or, or, or by a quarter or whatever, because honestly, for if it was $80 or $85 or $75 for that same, that same ticket, maybe it'd be worth it for a day or an afternoon you can you can justify listen i'll go for an afternoon or whatever uh, to the studios and you know ride a few rides go have dinner at like hollywood and vine and or the brown derby or whatever you know and and take it for what it is and be done um but it's not that it's you know and, and they're putting all their eggs in one bucket of star wars right now you know, with the with Launch Bay, uh, and obviously Star Wars Land coming, so or the Star Wars experience as we know it's uh, supposed to be called. But we'll see what happens. That's uh, a whole other bucket of worms. But basically, I think 
the studios is really going to hurt the guest flow and guest um, decision making and uh, what parts are going to tour for a while. Yeah, I'm gonna say about that. I just I, like I said before, the park should have been closed down. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to uh, Disney Springs. Go over Disney Springs real quick. Uh, just this week, uh, just today actually, it was announced there was three more new eateries coming to Disney Springs, uh, and these are food kiosks. Uh, <laughs> pretty pretty cool though. First one's called BB uh, Wolf Sausage Company, Big Bad Wolf Sausage. Second one's called the the Daily Poutine, uh, gourmet fries, poutine, obviously a Canadian worst name in the world, Canadian treat. I know. And then Aristo Crepes, a playoff of Aristocrats, the movie uh, of Disney fame. The BB Wolf Sausage Company, uh, Big Bad Wolf. It has that theme, it has that look. It's got three different sausages with, with different toppings. The Reuben, which is bacon wrapped with uh, black bean salsa and chili cheese. That's a sausage. The Portuguese sausage with pickled vegetable slaw and chili mustard. And the sweet hot sausage with peppers, onions, and marinara sauce. The Bavarian sausage sandwich with a mini meatwurst uh, braised red cabbage and spicy brown mustard on a pretzel roll. And See you, Jen. Bye, Jen. And the entire veggie sausage with peppers, onions, and marinara. So, some good options on that one. All sausages. I'm, I'm uh, do, pretty excited. Do they that. have do they, do they have pigs in a blanket uh-huh. being served? No. Surprisingly enough, what do you think they'd have that? Well, well, think about it. Like, the wolf's always trying to blow the three pigs. I mean, blow the house down with the three pigs <laughs> are in a blanket. I know. Right? You think... Check this out, though. Three pigs in a blanket for 1995 would be a Disney specialty. For real. Deli Poutine. Uh, guests will enjoy this Canadian classic. This is on uh, DisneyDining.com, by the way. I'll give them credit. Uh, four varieties of toppings on thick-cut French fries. They're classic. It's going to have beef, uh, poutine gravy, cheddar cheese, curds. Sounds awesome. <laughs> the Latin with uh, fried yuca, black beans, pulled pork, and queso fresca. That sounds yucca. amazing. Not yuca, yucca. Whatever. Take it easy. Or the Italian with <laughs> Bonco Seco, no, mozzarella, and bolognese sauce, whatever that is. Uh, and they have a French. It's called the with French. With hair gel and a lot of hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. French with uh, mushroom cream sauce and Gruyere cheese. Dude, I'll be honest with you, all four of those sound amazing. Like. <laughs> I would order those like all day, every day, at Disney Springs. This is uh, all these are open. Supposedly supposed to open, like May fifteenth, uh, as the town center as well as was open May fifteenth, which is the day after I leave Florida on our next trip. <laughs> so it kind of sucks, but. This was open. Town Center is supposed to open. There's a bunch of other stuff that's. I mean, like everything's opening. Like May fifteenth is our is our target date. So, last restaurant, uh, Aristocrat or kiosk, Aristocrates. The you know, named off of the movie. They're gonna have uh, sweet and savory crepes. One will have beef in it. 
beef with horseradish cream sauce, red onions, baby spinach, and sharp cheddar cheese. That sounds pretty damn good. Uh, a vegetarian option with pickled beets, goat cheese, candied pecans, and baby greens. That all sounds pretty good, to be honest with you. Turkey with brie, diced cranberries, and Dijon, uh, Dijon mustard spread. Sounds good. And a crepe. Uh, or a smoked salmon crepe with cream cheese, capers, onions, and, and everything bagel. Topping, whatever the hell that is. Uh... <laughs> Sweet crepes include s'mores with marshmallow cream, chocolate sauce, and green cracker crumbs, banana with Nutella, salted caramel, or a key lime, a key lime cheesecake crepe with white chocolate sauce and chiffron crouton, or a strawberry Romanoff with Chalanti cream and strawberries, whatever that is. And one of our one of our viewers on Periscope right now wants to say, when, when are these expected to be open? They give a date yet? Yeah, they're saying May 15th for the uh, Big Bad Wolf Sausage Company and the uh, Deli Poutine. And apparently Rista Crepe is going to open later on May 22nd, later in May. So May 15th is going to be a big day because the those two kiosks will open. Um, uh, and the town center of Disney Springs is going to open as well, and the, the, those will be a part of it. So it's going to be a big day for Disney Springs on the 15th uh, on that Sunday. Um, uh, a lot of stuff opening. Uh, you're going to see the actual springs themselves, the, you know, the blue water, crystal clear springs, and I'm trying to, I'm gonna, when I'm down there, I'm going to try to get some, some video and some photos of those as well, uh, to show you guys. But, uh, um, lots of stuff happening down there, and uh, and uh, it's happening quick, and it's 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 great. The, the the big things I think for Disney Springs right now are the world, the Coke uh, area, the Coke restaurant or or experience. What happens with that? How that's played out? Uh, what exactly it is? STK Steak, which is supposed to open up fairly soon, I think you know by summer. And then, uh, of course, uh, the the rest of the kind of springs area, the landy area, if you will. So there's a lot of other restaurants that are like you know free uh, standalone restaurants that are that's open up outside of town center uh, in in the area there. So that'll be all interesting to see how that happens. But they've done a great job with Disney Springs. I'll be honest. I I, I think the for the biggest of a pain in the ass was to go to Disney, downtown Disney, before. And during the construction, in, in the last three times I've been here, this is my third time since the Disney Springs changeover, I've been to Walt Disney World. There's been, you know, major changes. The first time I was over there, it was a mess. Everything was a mess. The parking was a mess. It was The traffic was unbearable. Second time yeah, Disney there, Springs is definitely beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But second time I was there, dis, you know, the traffic was a lot better. The garage opened the week I was there. It was phenomenal. It got right in. It was no problem. This time I'm going to go. Uh, the garage should be open. Traffic's supposed to be... Apparently the traffic, all the traffic was supposed to be, like, like settled and finished by then. All the crossovers are done. Uh, passion crossovers. Ken, that... So. that Ken's on Periscope just watching right now. Hopefully he calls in because they always like our, our weekly call from Oh, Ken. absolutely. 
Um, as always, I like to say the garage of. Um, oh yeah, hold on for a second. Sorry about that. The we got another one just asking the Paris. So we are also on iTunes, iTunes.com/slash/resortears. So this show will go live on iTunes, unedited as we always do. We're just two Disney fans commenting. We're not afraid to put anything under the bus. Uh, it'll go. We'll go on live on iTunes either tonight, depending if Greg can do it, or tomorrow. Greg can't do it. Yeah, so tomorrow it'll be on. Hopefully. <laughs> but you can catch up on our other shows. They're just as fun. And <laughs> as, I like to t- as I like to talk about our, our <laughs> Disney Springs parking garage, yes, it is huge, Ken. But for me, it's just a... It, it, I love how... I feel like for Disney, they could have done something so much more magical with that garage. Ah, but it was not... Uh, come the, on. It's no, not stop. Disney. Shut I up know, for a minute. Wait, I know. It's not... Let it's, me have my... Mo- shut up. It's shut, Orange, it's orange shut, County. It's, it's, it's Reedy Creek. Hold the on. garage is Reedy Creek improved. Look, 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 look. They could keep the same parking structure. They could have lit it better. I hate the way that those... <laughs> Pussy willow looking things that they have coming off the side of that garage. <laughs> the weed. What the hell were they thinking? The weeds with that? going off the garage. Add up. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. It just it looks like it looks like it looks like end times. Like The Walking Dead, or it looks like a bomb went off. Oh, I shouldn't say that, but some went off, and all civilization has ended, and it just looks like Mother Nature is just taking her parking garage back at this point. I know. No, I know. I know. I know. And that. It's, that's the problem with concrete structures like that. Like, how the hell do you theme them so they're they look better, they're more inviting, whatever? Well, Kent's, well, Kent's saying that that this catches your eye off of I four, which is true. I don't know, maybe. Ken, Ken, just if, call it. Just, just call wait, wait. the show. If if, no. if they lit better at night, I think that would make a huge difference. I'm sorry. Ken, call the show if you don't have anything to do. Four zero seven five four five six one one eight. Let's talk about it. But uh. We'll get a, we'll get a call from Ken at some point. I know, call us right now. But uh, <laughs> Disney Springs, I I'm very happy with where they're going. I'm thrilled with the with the progress that it's had since it was Downtown Disney to now is like phenomenal. I think, and I think it's, I think it's really going to be something fabulous. I I really do, and I think at the end of the day. Uh, Disney Springs is really going to be a, a destination point for folks, not just for people staying on property or vacationing at Walt Disney World proper, but locals, Orlando tourists alike. I think that uh, Disney Springs is really going to be something that uh, you know it's easier to get to now. It's right off I four. They have the exit on its own. You're right in the garage. Uh, it's simple to get to. It's easy to navigate. You know, all it's gonna have great dining options. You know, that's something. It, oh, I agree. It didn't oh, have it didn't have great dining before. It really didn't. It was very pedestrian before. I mean, they they had McDonald's before. I mean, it was it was very, very pedestrian. I, I, okay, I think, so listen to this real quick. All right. Yeah. So, as you know, our friend Ken Store always calls in. He's part of the Orlando Tourism Report. He's taping one of their shows right now. All right, as we're taping ours, I'm going to put it out to him on, on, on Periscope here because I was on. We should so have a crossover oh show my God. right now. Can you imagine that? I'm talking just somehow 
me and Greg can just Skype or call into you guys. Let's do it. For five minutes, and then that's it. Well, what it would be interesting, whatever Ken's talking about on the on the OTL. Yes, the Horse Cafe is terrible, but I'm here to find one. I go in because it reminds me of Disney. Whatever OTR is talking about right now, we go on, we talk about that. They throw in whatever we're talking about, which is Disney Springs. That's phenomenal. No, no, not tonight. We we have to plan that. We're you know we both have we both have to plan that because it could be we, it could be it could be really fun. Because I like to talk about a lot of stuff. We have to plan that. And it could, we could. It was just more of a one of those passing spur, things to say to Ken just to get his attention. But yeah, no, we'll we'll plan a show. I think it'd be it would be a cool show to have uh, both fun. shows together at some point. Yeah. So anyway, you know, moving along uh, from. From that, obviously, we talked about Extended Hours and the Magic Kingdom. We talked about Disney Springs. We talked a little bit about Animal Kingdom, but Tiffin's Restaurant over at Animal Kingdom is supposed to open, and they've announced now that Tiffin's is going to move back. Now, they've said Tiffin's, they've said Rivers of Light is all supposed to happen. It was supposed to happen, like, next week. Literally, like, next week, everything was supposed to open. Now, everything's been pushed back. Tiffin's, they're saying now, is open Memorial Day weekend. At uh, Animal Kingdom, this is a signature table service restaurant. It's going to have a uh, uh, world travels inspired menu to include uh, Burberry's spiced uh, lamb chops with uh, mustard greens, lentil slaw, and a mint chutney from Africa, uh, Berkshire pork tenderloin with hulish uh, kushi tamale, homily succotash, and red mole sauce from South America. Miso glazed black cod with forbidden rice and steamed bok choy with turmeric sauce from Asia. So, stuff bok all choy. thanks, bok choy. all over the world. Well, I got a culinary degree, sorry. Yeah, 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 whatever. Um, <laughs> anyway, May, May, uh, uh, sorry, Moral Day, this is supposed to open, which they're saying is supposed to help the fact that. Uh, Animal Kingdom is now becoming a full day park because you're going to have dining options now and there's signature dining options uh, to stay there in the park uh, to experience everything else. Rivers of Light, the Enchanted uh, Animal Kingdom show at, or, uh, at uh, Tree of Life, which is phenomenal, by the way. It, it looks well, awesome. Yeah, if it ever wants to like work, but yeah. Besides, besides that, yeah. It needs to get a refurber. Maybe. Yeah. We have a call here by Ken Story. Hello, hello. <laughs> Ken, Ken, what's up, buddy? How are you guys? We're, we're, I am great. We're doing, all, we're doing awesome. We're doing awesome. We were just talking about Animal Kingdom. Before that, we were talking about uh, Disney Springs and all the uh, new additions. Uh, yeah, watching you on Periscope. I'm loving the Periscope tonight. Yeah, we're, we're trying. Yeah, so uh, loving the Periscope. I'm excited about Pippin, but I think we're going to see the same thing we saw at Jungle Cruise. It's going to come out with an exciting menu. People are going to think, when's the ball going to fly? And the menu's going to be slowly picked apart until it's just a shell of itself. Yeah. It, it's not traditional in any means, and, and it's... I mean, you
It's a, it's a, it's an odd menu. It's not what people are used to, and that's what that's the that's the change is that people aren't used to it and they're not expecting it. I think is the bigger thing. So they're not coming to Magic Kingdom yeah. saying like I want this kind of dining. Like they're not even expecting it. So to offer that, it's kind of weird. So it's going to be a big learning curve, I think, for Animal Kingdom going to going to the late hours anyway, especially when they're not having. Pandora isn't uh, Land of Avatar won't be open yet, you know. So you're not gonna have that blow off space for people to do things after hours. It's gonna be, you know, pretty segmented to does Rivers of Light work and does the stuff on Discovery Island and the tree and the the nighttime show there work? Uh, which right right now it doesn't. It's all it's all uh, it it's worked for the media day, and that's it. Which is which is pretty crazy, and I, and I've heard you know, we've all heard rumors that the Rivers of Light is being delayed because they want to add Jungle Book into the mix, and that the once the movie came out, they they realized they needed to add it into the story somehow. But I don't know the uh, the the Tree of Life stuff looks awesome. I mean, it looks phenomenal. It, you know, the animals coming to life and the carvings coming to life. But uh, for Rivers of Light to yeah, have this, what's that? That's definitely the proof of that. Like, no one saw it coming. Like, that... that uh, yeah, absolutely. Really I, I saw... T- like, today I saw the video of that, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is phenomenal. I think that's going to be really, really cool. At Rivers of Light, it will be yeah. cool. I mean, there's, there's rumors that it's... You know, they're adding a Jungle Book or whatever's going to happen, and that's why the delay is happening. There's also rumors that they don't have the show ready, and that's just... They, they haven't figured out how to make this stuff work all together. I don't know if that's true. What I also understand is the preview thing when you look at it, they showed the guys in the boat and the boat's covered in all those lanterns and that looks so cool. Yeah. They didn't have any of that at the media preview. I know. I know. Yeah, no, exactly. It was the water, it was the light, that was it. And and somebody, some one pod, I forget who it was, somebody said recently this week or last week that they heard a rumor that one of the floats actually, like, Sank or something, and that's why they delayed things. Well, I I know there's this footage of them running into each other. So I mean, these things have been running into each other, which you know isn't good. Yeah. You, you shouldn't have folks running into each other. I'm like, okay, it's something. Maybe that was the deal. I don't know, but I mean, you would think though, for Disney to do something, that they would have it boiled down and figured out before they gave it the media preview. At all, I mean, like just to just to do that, you, you don't see Disney launching something without you know, even even for an immediate preview without it being fully fleshed out, and and to, yeah, it was really odd. It was an immediate preview this week. It's just odd. Yeah, it really was. And we, we were we were just talking about an OCR, and I I don't understand why they focus on Animal Kingdom so much. I understand Animal Kingdom getting all this new nighttime stuff. Yeah, it's not ready. And why didn't they focus on you know, we had nothing about them looking friendship fair when we feature coming to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> nothing about that. We just and, Mike and I just touched on friendship fair and we I, I don't understand why they they demolished the old Mickey the old stage. Because if you see the artist renderings, they look exactly the same as the old stage. I mean everything, the the you know, the riser, everything looks exactly the same. As what they had previously, so I 
I don't think Stevens using that space anyway because I think it ruins the entire flow of the park. Absolutely. We have a new stage show, fourth new stage show in what, a decade, and they don't even mention it when the movie is in town. Like it's just it's bizarre. So Disney Disney has out right now a banner ad campaign that has uh, the, the it says uh, it says four parks. And f- like four new reasons to love Disney, or something to that effect. Like four new, like like fabulous reasons to come here, kind of thing. All four parks, like new, you know, new stuff. And you go through it. I'm like, okay, all right. Like I'll give you like Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom. It shows the Rivers of Light. But that's not happening for a while, but whatever. I'll give you that. Magic Kingdom, like I guess you could say still, you could say like New Fantasyland maybe or. Like I, I don't know. No. Uh, yeah, right. I don't know. Um, Epcot, they're saying clearly they're, they show like a Frozen scene, so they're clearly trying to trying to say you know we did Frozen over at Epcot and at Norway. Uh, Disney Hollywood Studio, and they show like a Star Wars thing, so whatever. Obviously, nothing's happened I there. Do know. We have we have this new nighttime show that's open before Little the Light. Uh, it's going to have lane throwers, projection technology, all of it, and we had old artwork and a photo shoot at the media. Right, right. I- exactly. <laughs> who, who made the media bit? Like, this was the, like, uh, <laughs> 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 we're going to only talk about stuff that's not coming this summer, at our away from summer of this. Who made that call? Right, exa- yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. Well, they, 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 and they, the best part is they launched this banner ad campaign because I've seen it plenty of times. Like, before they realize they, they can't launch Rivers of Light now and they have to wait, like, two months to launch it, it's just like, I'm like, okay, they're clearly lying because if anyone seeing this knows Disney World, they know that there's not four new, like, major attractions in all four parks. Like, it's just a complete fabrication. Mike, are you back? Sorry about that. I, I just realized, it, I just re- I was like, where the hell is he? And I just realized... Uh, quite literally, for the past five minutes, I have been on hold talking to uh, Darth Dad, who is awesome. Uh, literally, one of our Periscope people literally having a one-on-one, which I usually charge 50 bucks for, a conversation with him, <laughs> uh, trying to tell him where our feed went. And he graciously, of course, kept with us. Oh, good. Uh, hi, Ken. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. We were just we were just complaining about Disney. One of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I'm sorry that the sarcastic idiot me it wasn't on talking to you and you had to you had to, you had to listen to Greg's drunkenness. Yeah, well. I know. I I I'm I'm sitting here. I just finished the Nitro IPA and now I I picked up the best thing through cola. So, oh, no way. Hey, Ken, I was listening to your uh, the last episode of OTR, and you were talking about, with. The, by the way, awesome episode, if you guys are listening, listen to the last episode of Orlando Tourism Report. Ken does a, a, a huge story with uh, with uh, about the space program in Florida and the space tourism, which is I thought was phenomenal. Oh, yeah, phenomenal. I mean, that was, it was, it was really cool. I and actually spent... He always thought of. Like, he was talking about this stuff, like, sometimes it's like a pick up and come up nationally, and he was on my show. Like, no. Wow. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I listened to your show this morning on my way into work with my kids in the car. I listened to it on the way into work, and then I got to work, and I was, like, looking up shit about uh, Kennedy Space Center, and then 
about the stuff out in like New Mexico and stuff, the Spaceport America, which I didn't realize. Like Richard Brant, you know, the whole like Galactica, Virgin Galactica, was the the foundation yeah. of that, and then of course that's had a lot of stumble blocks since then. But uh, it's a joke. Yeah, but but anyway, that was an awesome interview with them and. Getting getting all the space tourism stuff back into Florida, I think, is key to the future of. Yeah, it's it's of, a thing that needs. You know, like there's a lot of people in Virginia. Yeah, it's just like you know, we have on the floor already. You don't need to build it. You already have this. Like, right. Why are you building more of it? Do you think? So, and I, yeah, I, not not to get off on a tangent, but I like the the price point for Kennedy Space Center at fifty dollars. I think is. Kind of a lot, though. No, because that covers a uh, movies, that covers attractions, that covers bus posts, some other bus posts. Um, it's, it's a full day attraction. Usually, it's a full day attraction. So they don't they don't charge extra for like the movies and stuff. Uh, no, most of the stuff is one part. Yeah. And then if you want to do the games and play extra, and they do have a lot of like backstage VIP polls. Okay. Um. And those are extra, but we, I mean, they had they had lunch with an astronaut, and you know, this isn't some you know college kid in a mask. Right. This is a guy who spent time in space. Right, right, right. Know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's pretty cool what you're talking about it, because space is like one of my favorite things. Um, I just got back from DC. I finally got to see that, and I, uh, I put it on Twitter a couple of times. You probably, I think, I think you commented on a couple of them. Um, I got to see uh, Discovery, which is down on the uh, Smithsonian. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. They have, they have one, and then there's one out in California, but we have Atlantis here. And Atlantis yeah. is both the last space shuttle to go into space and the one that will fit the most time in space. Right. Really? It's really cool that we have such an important one here. Endeavor cool. is over in uh, California. The, and, um, and then they have the safe one in New York because they're going to New York in space. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the Enterprise, yeah. 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 I, I went to Kennedy Space Center years ago, like, when I was, like, 10, I mean, I'm 31, so when I was 10, I think I went, 10 or 11, I went to Kennedy Space Center forever ago, and it I wasn't that, I mean, it was it was cool to be there, uh, but I don't remember it being very impressive as far as the, like, exhibits and stuff, but I know now it's a completely different deal, and that, you know. There's a lot more to so, see, I mean, this see is, and this do. Is the company that manages it isn't, it isn't NASA. They do have an outside management company that comes in and does it. And they, right. the contract was up a few years back, you know, probably a decade ago. Um, and so they figured that if you, if you want to continue the contract and managing the space center, uh, you need to do investment. So that was probably this whole big investment plan was them getting the contract. Similar to, you know, like the, the rest areas and polls, you know, and right. every, every few years they'll come up to, to get it, they have to I'm coming down in two weeks, and I, 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 I honestly, I really want to come to Penny Space Center one of those days with my family. Well, let me go because I'll, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll probably have time off when you're here uh, because that's about when um, someone begins for me. And oh, really? I've been over there in a couple of years. 
to see that stuff uh so yeah i'm coming out in two weeks i yeah i'll definitely have to hit you up we'll uh we'll have to we'll have to see if we can get together or something yeah definitely i mean if there's nothing else we need to grab a beer one night uh, absolutely uh, I, we're uh yeah. we're staying in, in disney at uh you know Wyndham bonnet creek resort yeah the, t- yeah, yeah. the timeshare place we're, we're staying there so uh we're staying there for which, the uh, for the whole week. Which hotel? Uh, the the timeshare part of it. I think I think Tower Six. Um, okay. Yeah, so you know, in, in the Bonnet Creek Resort area, there's like the like the first place to the left is like the uh, it was the Wyndham area. So yeah. there's like the Wyndham Grand and the Wyndham Bonnet Creek. The Bonnet Creek, the, the it's like the timeshare resort. There's like the towers around that lake there. Yeah. I think it's like Tower it's 6. Cool. Let's, let's close, then. So you're really, really, really close like me. Um, yeah, I mean, you like beer. There's a couple of big beer bars. I mean, one night you can sneak out with some other beer. Yeah. I haven't been to the fans yet. I mean, we can hit a trade of fans. What's that? I haven't been to the trade of fans yet. I mean, we can Are you serious? Either, <laughs> either am I. Either am I. The last time we were at Disney World, I told my wife, I was like, we gotta go check out Trader Sands. We got there, and it was like 3 o'clock, it was before it opened. So we didn't, we didn't get to see it, so. And that's the thing, is it doesn't maybe, open until like 4 o'clock maybe in the I'll, afternoon, and then by the time it opens, there's a wait. I, exactly, I, I know. I don't want to go and I know. sit around and wait. And, but I've been thinking about going out one night and just grabbing like a, a bite, and like, you know, putting my name in, and then grabbing a bite at one of the, the counter services they have there, and just right. waiting around and going in. Maybe one. Maybe one night I'll have to talk my wife into letting me uh, go out. You and I can uh, head out to Trader Sands or something. Oh, that, that would be great. That'd, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. How long are you in town for? Uh, uh, Friday the sixth through the thirteenth, or fourteenth. Okay, that's that's my week I have off actually. Oh, awesome! Know. Awesome. So yeah. Oh, I, I wanted. A week after that, I saw I saw um, summer classes, but it's only a couple days a week. But 
that was I have a particular job. Oh, sweet. I, I wanted to ask you... I was actually looking at going up north and hitting up some of the, the theme parks, but none of them are open during the week. Oh, so really? even if I traveled somewhere, I'd only get like three days max at the theme park. Yeah. We, were, we actually were thinking... Because a lot of them aren't open Monday through Thursday. So we're, we're doing like three days at, the, at Disney, like in the parks. And then, you know, we're going to be there the whole rest of the time, but... One of the days we were thinking about going to like Clearwater or Cocoa, but we also found we also were thinking of doing um, was it, is it uh is it like Wakiva Springs or whatever? That Wakiva. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you will you recommend yeah. that the state park there? Um, Wakiva Springs, I, I love kind of things. There's a couple of others in the area that I like a little bit better, just because they're less crowded. Yeah. And they have a few more things to do. I really like Blue Springs. Blue Springs, uh, Blue yeah. Blue Springs are based on the Kaiser. Uh, you have the canoe and all that, but they also have a, a old house there. So if it's off Gervain or something, you can go and like, walk around the museum of the old house. Okay. Um, and it's not real. So the Kaiser seems to be very crowded. We were just looking for like a, like, a, like, a, like, a be- like a beach-ish thing to do. And not go to the yeah. like you know, like I've been to Clearwater before. My wife and I've been a couple times. I I've never been to Coco, but like we live on the Atlantic Ocean up here, so like we know what to you know like it's the Atlantic Ocean. But um, I'm a big fan of Flagler Avenue in New Smyrna. I I just had Ginny. Ginny called in on the radio show last week, and I was helping help clean some of the time in Orlando. I recommend Flagler Avenue in New Smyrna. It it has the beach. It's in both parts of So, like, I know what that is, and it's a great, I mean, it's a phenomenal beach. And I was thinking, like, you know, to, just to save time, like, it's, like, Cocoa is a little closer. I'd never been there. Um, so, I didn't, we didn't know what to look, you know, look where to go and stuff, but. Yeah, Cocoa's fun. I mean, you have, you have Rob's on Sword Shop right there, the World's Market Sword Shop. Yeah. And you have um, a couple of other little Sword Shops here. Uh, it's, a, it's a cool place. Um. But yeah, I mean, the springs, I think the springs are more fun. It's because it's, it's fresh water, and I prefer to swim in fresh water. Yeah. Also, you have the nature trails. If you get a canoe, and you go canoeing, I mean, you can almost guarantee you're going to start an alligator. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that seems a little bit more fun. That's a little bit more smaller than just like a day at the beach. Right, 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 right. I, I also have like a three-year-old and a six-month-old, so I got to... <laughs> I also got to figure that yeah, out.
too it looked pretty cool and i was like oh there's like a bar and everything it looks look looks sick um yeah i'll check it out i did uh years yeah, years ago there is actually where my parents had the, the wedding reception really yeah i, I just tried out weekend they're almost every weekend wow you, have you ever been up to um uh silver springs Really? Okay. I so when I was a kid, like I was like eight or nine, my grandmother lived in Jacksonville, so we used to go down and visit her all the time. And uh, one one time we were down, we drove down to some, and I'm, I've been try, I've honestly been trying to find it for years. I don't even know where it is anymore, but it was some like camp that you could rent cabins, and they, it was. It was really cool. We rented a cab. We stayed over and stuff. But it was near Silver Springs. We went to Silver Springs, did the glass bottom boats, the whole thing, you know. And, and yeah, uh, talk now. They said the glass bottom boats, but all the other lights have to be moved. Right. Yeah. Right. The place closed. Right. The, the for profit part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The state. The, well, they the, actually, it was always state property, and the state just eventually bought out the contract. Really? Okay. Okay. When I when last time I was there, it was you know it was the it was the the you know the theme park, or whatever the amusement yeah. park. Uh, uh, with, six Sun, yeah, was Six Sun Territory there as well? I guess the another theme park that was across the street. It was a uh, Western. Oh, okay. Park. Yeah. When I was there, it was the, they had like all the animals and stuff. They had the animals and they had show. They had like they had like you know like live shows. They had concerts and everything. Like I think honestly, I think when I was there last, like Jessica Simpson was playing there. <laughs> like, like the week we were there, like it was like yeah. that's how big it was back then. It was gorgeous too. The gardens were phenomenal. Like I just remember it being really, really. Yeah, they still have the monkeys. The wild monkeys are still there. Oh really? Um, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of them have died off. Um, ah. So yeah, um, they they still have the glass on the boat. They still have the wild monkeys, but all the animals in the actual attraction have left. Okay. Because that was their whole thing. That was so like. Was it the, the James Bond film was filmed there like years and years ago, right? Was there some James mm-hmm. Bond film that was filmed there, and they like all the monkeys like they left it they left in the wild and they you know, fended for themselves. Yeah, the the monkeys um, they also filmed some Tarzan films there back in the day. As Tarzan, well. maybe that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were both both of them filmed. James Bond was filmed there as well, actually. 
When I'm, when I'm in Florida, Mike? Yeah. Well, if Ken and I are together, we'll just FaceTime you. <laughs> Sounds dirty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On my phone. You just... your Apple stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah, you could do that, but then, well, I guess then Ken would have to carry the periscope. I don't know. This is logistics. We're burning time with a show here, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have to actually uh, finish the show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, Ken. All right. We'll hook up uh, when I'm down there, though, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I'll, uh, I'll, DM, I'll DM you, uh, you know, next week or whatever. Or this weekend okay. or something. Sounds good.
All right, let's see if we can get the pitcher back up here, Greg, and we can continue on with the show. I think you and I are all set. Uh, no, it's just showing the logo. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> we need to kind of finish the show up, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. We have a couple more stories left to go, if you believe it or not, but... Uh, let me try to get Mike back here in a second. <laughs> Did I, get, did I get you back? Yeah, but it's trying to connect to Ken. I just, I just, I just deleted him off. All, All right, right, cool. So uh, back to go again. Ken Story from Atlanta Tourism Report and Orlando Weekly joining us uh, live on the hotline again. Four zero seven five four five six one one eight. If you want to join us on here at the Resort Ears Studios, a uh, couple more stories tonight to cover, and then we'll uh, close this one out for. Uh, this Earth Day, April 22nd, 2016. This show, I'm sorry, is just <laughs> off the rails right now. You're back. Uh, Michael O'Brien uh, back, uh, joining, in, joining in live. Finally, the video uh, is working, so he's back live. A couple more stories. I was just saying, like to the all listeners, a few more stories you had to cover tonight in this uh, this show. Ken Story, of course, joins us from our Orlando Tourism Report in uh, Orlando Weekly. Uh, awesome for him to join us on the hotline, 407-545-6118. If you want to call in live to the uh, to the show, ask a question, give us your trip report, or have any questions for us, we will answer those as best of our abilities. But a few more... A few more so, uh, uh, Darth, 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 Darth Dad just said, <laughs> the ride has stopped, please remain seated. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we gotta hey. figure out the Skype thing, big time. Me and you, when we're off the air. Well, I don't know because I... this can't keep ha- like because it just, it stinks because like I would have been, I felt like so disconnected from you and Ken, like because you guys were so far into the conversation. Like I just didn't know what to say. Well, you know, I think I accidentally hit. Uh, I hit when he called and I hit answer. I forgot you have to you have to add him add him to the call with you and I. <laughs> All right, we'll figure we'll figure it out, but. Uh, but yeah, so hey, uh, speaking of Darth Dad uh, and Darth Vader, Symphony of the Stars fireworks spectacular, the Star Wars themed fireworks. Uh, it's a galactic spectacular. Disney Hollywood Studios is scheduled uh, to take place through the end of May 2016, and uh, it's supposed to be happening soon. I'm I'm gonna be down there. I guess when it's supposed to happen in May. So uh, I'm gonna try to get some video of it and uh, and check it out and see how it is and give you guys a review. But uh, something in the stars, a galactic spectacular, the fireworks show at uh, Hollywood Studios again, a, a Star Wars themed uh, event is taking place. So it's really pretty cool. Yeah, I gotta say, just keep rolling on that one. <laughs> I mean, it was just more of a PSA one on that one. Yeah, pretty so, much. And then... Uh, on property, I'm bad with that. Uh, a giant solar farm has taken place. And for those of you who may not have not uh, seen it or know it, there's a giant solar farm that was built out near Epcot in the last uh, few months. And uh, it finally went live this week. Um, Disney World's 22-acre solar facility went live 
bringing 5 megawatts of power generation to the resort and its partners. It's located just outside of Epcot. It's actually shaped in the Mickey head icon of Mickey Mouse and made up of 48,000 solar panels, the equivalent of around 1,000 residential rooftop systems that you might have on the house, on the roof of your house, sorry. Uh, operated by Duke Energy, the Reedy Creek Improvement District will help meet the power needs of Walt Disney World Resort and its other customers, such as uh, the Four Seasons Resort and hoteliers along Hotel Plaza Boulevard over near Disney Springs. Apparently, they're going to supply power down as well. Uh, in addition to all the Disney hotels. Uh, quote, we're committed to pro providing our customers with greater access to renewable energy, and the Walt Disney World Solar Facility is one example of how we're doing just that, said Alex Glenn, Duke Energy State President, Florida. We appreciate this unique opportunity to collaborate with Reedy Creek Improvement District and the Walt Disney World Resort to expand the use of solar energy generation in Florida, said Glenn. Uh, as a company that cares about the environment, we continuously take steps of, uh, of the varying sizes uh, to benefit the environment and protect the planet, uh, said Angie Renner, Environmental Integration Director for Walt Disney World Resort. That's really a job title. Uh, <laughs> this new solar facility will help us our efforts into uh, conserving Natural resources said Renner. So, pretty cool, I think. Uh, Mike, twenty-two acres is a huge plot of land. It's and it's honestly it's right off World Drive. So if you're driving up, uh, if you're driving into Walt Disney World and going to Magic Kingdom, let's say, you're gonna pass this thing, and it's not gonna look like anything but a giant plot of cleared land with solar panels. But in fact, it's a twenty-two acre Mickey-shaped head solar panel array generating 5 megawatts of power per day so pretty cool so my question is, is uh, why why can't couldn't they put this like uh, like discrimination here why, why can't they put this in the shape of like Goofy or something like that <laughs> you just imagine how many more megawatts that thing would charge with the size of Goofy's dome head I know you know what I mean think about it. his nose the top of his head Seriously. But all in all, it's it's I've seen it, and a couple of the aerial photos are actually really cool of it. Um, my question is, is what actually cool. does this power? Like, I mean, so so honestly, this is a PR stunt for Duke Energy and Disney. I mean, it's them coming together and saying, like, Duke, like for, for for starters, Duke Energy saying we're doing stuff. Here's a real example of it. Um, and for Disney, it's a PR stunt. I mean, it's a, you know. They're not generating a ton of power. They're going to feed back in the grid. Uh, obviously, the resort consumes a, more, way more power than that in uh, right. probably a day. But I mean, but the the question is: is does it like does it actually power half a ride? Is it power a full pavilion, or just like one little inch of Abraham Lincoln's pointer finger? No, it, right. I mean, I, I you know I would say it's what what did I say it was five megawatts of power. Uh, you know that's going back to the resort. That's a lot of power. I don't. I don't think it's. I. You know. That, that, clearly, it's a lot of power that uh, can be used. You know, it's not going to power every resort and hotel and and everything for the entire Walt Disney Resort for a day, but it's a good amount of power. Right. You know, and 
it's uh, you know it's one of those things Disney can put a feather in their cap if they're helping the environment by conserving energy and generating solar power there in Central Florida, where there is you know a plentiful supply of of, of solar solar power uh, being displayed. So makes sense. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. You know, I think it's about it's a uh, kind of long overdue to be honest with you that uh, they do that, and especially with uh, Epcot. Um, Right there, it makes makes a lot of sense. So, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Mike, any other last stories before we uh, we go? I do, um, and you know what? I'm proud of this. It's been a long time coming because I actually formulated my own news story. Usually, because Greg does the news. I know. Usually, because Greg does the news. Uh, I mean, we help each other get the stories, but. He basically compiles them all because he reads them and then, and then we both comment on them. But I have one, and this it's it's a pretty good one. And and well, let's just face it. The only reason why I picked this one is because Alex Morgan is so damn hot. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, <laughs> I'm sure my girlfriend's gonna love this one. So the the Orlando Pride Soccer opening day. That's the women's league of soccer, which. Uh, her, my girl's sister is actually basically on playing for the pros. She graduated from UConn as one of her top soccer players, and she was playing in the pros. They dissolved while she was in there. That's why she never made it farther than the semis. But they're back, and the Pride is going to be uh, opening day Saturday, tomorrow. That's tomorrow versus the Houston Dynamo. Uh, at I don't think it's the Houston Dynamo. That, that's the men's team. Whatever the heck they are, they're called Dynamo. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's like Houston. I think it's the Houston. Dynamite or Is it something. Drive like that. or something or Drive yeah, that's it. Sorry, yeah, the Houston Drive. The Dynamo's the men. The Houston Drive, uh, at the Citrus Bowl, uh, seven thirty PM and it's actually kinda cool because well tickets first of all you can call if you want them. One eight five five O R L City. And they're like eighteen bucks a game. I'll give that one more time at the end when we end the show. But um so there's two cool things. The first is they're trying to break the attendance. The the attendance for a women's national soccer game in the U.S. I should say national women's pro league soccer was uh, set, I believe, by one of the Texas teams, and, and it was twenty one thousand one hundred and forty four fans, which is pretty amazing. They are already at twenty thousand tickets, Greg. Wow. And they only need one thousand one hundred forty five to break it, and they think they're going to do it. Yeah, they got until tomorrow to do it. So. Yeah. And the other cool thing is, speaking of the lovely Alex Morgan, um, she will actually be on the field. So place it for the Houston, what do they call it, the Houston Rise? No, yeah, whatever they are. The Houston, for the Houston team, yeah. uh, she's going to be facing Carly Lloyd, which if you don't know much about women's professional soccer, I, and the U.S. national team, my girlfriend's family, huge into soccer, Carly Lloyd is basically the number one soccer player in the country right now. And then Alex Morgan, everybody just knows her, and she's a very good soccer player. So it's cool to see two of those two ladies go at it that are the top ones for the U.S. national team. Uh, so that's that's uh, that's my new story. I probably botched it up a whole bunch, but... No, not at all. It's, well, it's, it's a big story because, you know what, it's a huge news story in um, in Orlando. And so that's all I got for that. Oh yeah, and uh, whoever has the Lake Eola swans, please return them to Lake Eola. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why? They were abducted, and they need to go are back. Are you serious? Yeah, you didn't read that. 
No. Okay, first of all, let me put it out. What? Here. Okay, I watch Wesh News every morning. Yes. To see our good. friend, Big Eric. And I, Big I, Eric first. I watch uh, Wesh 2 News pretty much at least three days a week. I watch it. Okay, so I watch the local. Uh, when I wake up, I watch the local uh, news channel 3 here. Yeah. Then I immediately go to Wesh because every time I went to visit Tracy's grandparents, that's all they watch. And that's the, when they, Even though they're up here in Connecticut, they watch Wesh News. Uh, we have been talking, of course, you probably said Twitter with Eric Burris. We, we consider him a friend. We hope at one yep. point to get him on. There's no doubt about it. Um, we've, had but, to, we've had to talk to him to try to get him on. We, we, we will. Anyway, we've had to talk to him to get him on the show. So. It's tough to get big him theme, on because... He's a big theme park fan. He, obviously, yeah. schedule, his schedule's kind of nuts, but, uh, but yeah. But the, the big story is that the baby swans from, from Lake Hilo were, were taken. No one knows where they went. It's actually a sad. It's a terrible story. Seriously? To be honest with you. This like happened today? I didn't even see this. No, it's been, it's happened, it happened like a week ago. Oh my god. I didn't I totally missed this. That's why I know it sounds like a joke, but seriously the PSA is just return the damn swans because you're a terrible human being if you took swans. Swan babies. So that's all I have to say on that. Jesus. <laughs> well uh anyway. That'll do, do it for us here at the Resort Here Studios. I think uh, that's about the end of the end of this show. It's been a good one, though. Happy Earth Day to everyone out there. I wanted to throw throw that out there. Make sure you visit us at uh, on Redbubble.com. You get plenty of uh, cool merchandise. Check out with our logo. Check it out. Logo T-shirts, phone cases, all the rest. If you order it, goes right to uh, our fund here to help the show. Buy things like new microphones, which Mike actually has. Our first, our first uh, awesome new mic of the show. New piece of equipment, which we were able to purchase through uh, through sales from you guys, our fans buying our t-shirts and such through Redbubble.com. So I, I know I can't wait to just kind of pre, just listen to some of this when we uh, get off the air quick. See how it sounds. Right. So uh, so that that that's awesome. Ton of stuff happening in town. Thanks again to Ken Story for joining us uh, from the Orlando Tourism Report and, of course, uh, and writer for Orlando Weekly. Uh, awesome to have him on, as always. And uh, I, I think, Mike, the next show we'll have probably will be in a couple weeks, which will be uh, I'll be live in Walt Disney World. Perhaps we'll try to do a deal where it's me and Ken live yeah, that'd be good. in Florida. And and we'll call you and we'll get we'll record a show. Um, well, I'm sure we can work out something for for something. Yeah, That's, uh, yeah. And keep it keep uh, so keep on the periscope. And I'm sure when Greg is down there, he'll periscope a lot. So yeah, um, that's a good thing. And uh, maybe I don't know if we can work it before your trip next next Friday night or something. We can do like a half hour one, just kind of like how you're. Or are you leaving next weekend? No, it's two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Maybe next weekend if we're up to it at night, we'll do another Friday night special or Saturday night special and just kind of get you guys all ready for uh, for Greg's departure. It's maybe, we'll, maybe we'll just talk about just how you're getting ready for it. That'd be a good show. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool. A little trip, trip planning, pre-trip show. I think that'd be good. It'd kind of get, get you amped since you're leaving for my birthday. But that's okay. <laughs> I mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good, it's a good idea. So, uh, again, since your park... Uh, your park tips or planning questions, 
or topics to uh, our Twitter or Facebook pages at Resort Ears or Facebook.com slash Resort Ears. You can also email us at resortears at gmail.com if you want to send in a question. And again, follow us on Twitter at Resort Ears. All right, well, that's going to do it for me and Greg and Greg and me. Like I always keep everything nice and equal right here from our Studio A and B for Resort Ears Radio. It's been a pleasure. Well, let's see if we get together again next Friday night for another free-form Friday night where we are, as always, unedited, unfiltered Disney commentary fans. We'll see you next week, and please, return the damn swans, you swine. See you later. See you guys. Then production Resort Ears Radio. For more, visit us online at resortears.podbean.com. Return to Swans.